The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, April 30th, 2023, on the basis of John 10, verses 1 through 10. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Are you an NPC or do you suffer with main character syndrome? Now, if you don't play video games, then these terms are probably very alien to you. NPC stands for a non-player character. It's any character within a video game, a role player, that is not played by an actual person. They have a very limited set of responses. They can't think for themselves. It's an insult used today to make fun of people that can't seem to have an objective point of view about anything or can't think for themselves. Main character syndrome might be a little bit easier to define because, well, part of the definition is in the name. Anybody that acts like a main character, like life revolves around them, like they control the narrative, it's all about them. Maybe you've seen some videos of adults throwing temper, temper tantrums for not getting what they want, and the caption probably read something like, this person definitely suffers with main character syndrome. Of course, this new language is not, does not come with any new ideas. These are insults and ideas that have always been around. Main character syndrome is not something that's new. Maybe before you just referred to somebody as egotistical or as a narcissist. A non-player character uh, is nothing new either. It used to be referred to as sheeple. People that just follow the voice of one person or have sim seem to have only one perspective on everything. No, these terms are nothing new. So hopefully you weren't offended when I asked that either or question to start out. Are you a non-player character? Or do you suffer with main character syndrome? As we'll look at today, that when it comes to our salvation, it really is an either-or question. And as Christians, we can gladly say that we are, in fact, sheeple, people that play no role in our own salvation. But in our reading today, Jesus addressed people that seem to suffer with that main character syndrome. He addressed a group of people known as the Pharisees, the religious leaders of Israel. This group of people seems to suffer a lot of main character moments throughout the Gospels. Time and time again they come up and Jesus has to address their wrong way of thinking. And then in this particular instance today, uh, uh, Jesus is responding to them kicking out a blind man. A blind man who Jesus healed. They kicked him out of the synagogue because he confessed Jesus to be a prophet, a man of God, and they said, that doesn't fit our narrative. They suffered with main character syndrome. This is something that they threatened to do with anybody that didn't follow along with their narrative, the narrative of Moses and the narrative of the law. And ironically enough, they rejected the only one who could keep the law perfectly. They rejected Jesus, and in turn, they rejected all that followed Jesus. When they heard what Jesus had done for this blind man, they didn't look at the great miracle that it was, this life-changing, wonderful 
deed that Jesus did for someone, this gracious work. No, instead, they said that Jesus, he, he cannot be the one. He can be no prophet. He is not a man of God because he did this deed on the day that you're supposed to do no deeds. The day where no work is supposed to be done, he did this work on the Sabbath. Therefore, Jesus cannot be a prophet. He cannot be a man of God. Talk about main character syndrome. Even after a miraculous deed like this, this gracious deed done for this blind man, we see that the Pharisees weren't concerned with the law or with the words of Moses at all. No, they had an attitude of it's our way or the highway. This is and it was a very dangerous way of thinking and Jesus addresses it so. He says to the Pharisees, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. You see, the Pharisees believed that they could earn their own salvation. They didn't think that they needed Jesus to do any of it for them. They believed that they were the main characters, that they controlled the narrative. They said, follow us, follow the law and what we do. And so Jesus rightfully says to them, you are thieves and robbers. You are robbing people of the only way to salvation. You're telling people that they have to do something to earn their way to heaven to earn their way to me. And so we look at the Pharisees today, we look at the story and how Jesus addresses them. We hear them say about Jesus, he is no prophet, he is not a man of God. You need to follow us. You need to follow what we have to say. We sit here in church today and we rightfully know that they're wrong. We shake our head and say, you foolish Pharisees. Because we know what Jesus has done for us. We're like the blind man. We were blind, but now we see I believe in you, Lord. But just because we don't have a group of Pharisees running around today in the world around us, this was a group that was around at Jesus' time, that doesn't mean there aren't still thieves and robbers in the world. These Pharisees are not the only spiritual dangers that the world has ever seen. When it comes to actual thieves and robbers, I think the action that we would take is pretty obvious. We would run away. We call for help. We look for protection. We do what is necessary when physical danger confronts us. We know what to do and we rightfully take action. But do we respond in the same way when it comes to spiritual danger? Do we respond in the same way when it comes to spiritual thieves and robbers? Those who try to offer us another way to salvation, who try to give us, make us suffer with that main character syndrome, make it all about me, myself, and I. No, the Pharisees were not the only thieves and robbers the world has ever seen. As we look around the world today, we see an endless list of thieves and robbers. Every corner we turn, there's somebody there saying, do it my way. Make it about yourself. Do it for you. Because you can do it. You're a main character. Maybe it's a thief or robber when we turn the corner that thinks along the same lines as a Pharisee. If you're not acting in a certain way, if you're not professing certain words, then are you truly a Christian? We might be tempted to think that way ourselves about other people too. That person is in church after what they did. How can they say that they're a Christian? Of course, that's just one thief. 
You turn the corner and you see another one. Maybe you've heard of the prosperity gospel. Pray and grow rich. If you're living as a Christian, if you're doing everything right, then everything's going to go your way. You'll get that promotion. That stock will hit. Everything's going to go according to plan. But what if it doesn't? Well, you must not be praying hard enough. You need to believe a little more. Try, try again. Well, there's another thief. Then we look out the window. Oh, there's another one. What do we see? We see ourselves. You hear the world say, it's the God within. Yeah, we have the Bible, but I don't really need that. I know myself better than anybody else. And so if God's going to talk to me, he's going to talk through me. I know what I need. I know what I want. And God's going to talk to me like that. The Bible's great and all, but when God really wants me to know something, I'll know it for myself. And of course, you can turn around and see another one. You can turn to politics and say, oh, if we vote in a certain way, if only our party was in power, then God would work his best work for Christians. Are you getting the gist? Everywhere we turn, there's a thief or robber trying to break into our hearts. And at the end of the day, every one of these thieves and robbers wants us to suffer with that main character syndrome. Whether it's our own idea comes from us or from somebody else, all these thieves and robbers want to offer a different way. And just like any thief or robber, they never enter in through the main door. No, they go around another way. They don't go through the main door. They don't preach about Christ and what he has done for us. Christ alone and Christ only. No, they preach about what our sinful nature loves the most. They preach about me, myself, and I. Which might, make it, which might be the reason why it's so hard to run away, right? It's easy to run away from physical danger, but when it comes to spiritual danger... It's a little easier to entertain because the faces we see with these thieves and robbers are familiar. The Pharisees, who Jesus addressed, would have been familiar faces to everyone around. In fact, a lot of people would have seen them as upstanding citizens in society. Everybody would have known who they were, but nobody had seen them do what Jesus did. Before Jesus, the blind stayed blind, the lame stayed lame, and the dead stayed dead. The Pharisees preached a message of salvation that makes you the main character. We see many of those messages today, but we know how that plays out. When we are the main character in our own salvation, then we're going to fail to live up to those expectations. The Pharisees said, follow us follow the law, but they failed to live up to their own message. They could not follow the law, and they failed to do so, and we fail to do so every day too. But they weren't the only ones that tried to play the main character. No, Jesus came to play the main character too. But he didn't do it to win his own salvation. No, he did it to win ours. In every instance that we failed, we see Jesus win. Jesus came to play the main character for our salvation so that we could be non-players in it. 
As attractive as it might have been for our sinful nature to be the main character, to play a role in our own salvation, how awesome would it be to play the hero? At the end of the day, we know how that works. We know what these thieves and robbers want for us, and Jesus says exactly what they want. He sa- says exactly what they want. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. As fun as it might be to be the main character in a video game or in some live-action role-play, when it comes to our own salvation, that's the last thing that we want. When it comes to our salvation, it's a great thing to be a non-player. It's a great thing to be sheeple. Sheep who know their shepherd's voice. Sure, today, sheeple might be an insult that we use for other people or some people use about us. It's used for people that can't seem to think for themselves, who can't think objectively, who only seem to follow one voice, have the same response to everything. When it comes to the world, that might be an insult. But being a sheep of Jesus' flock is so much different. Jesus does not treat his sheep like an expendable piece of property. He does not treat us like some character in a video game. No, Jesus loves us. He knows us. He calls us by name. That is so much better The world can call you sheep all they want, but they can offer you none of those things. Jesus knows you, and he loves you. Unlike a thief who does everything for their own benefit at the expense of others, unlike a thief, Jesus acts like a shepherd who does everything for his flock, and he did it at the expense of his own life. And just as Jesus knows his sheep. Just as Jesus knows us, he tells us exactly how we can distinguish his voice. There are still thieves and robbers all around the world for us today, but there are still shepherds too. People who Jesus has called to lead his sheep to pasture, to lead them to the word, to live life at its full. And he tells us exactly how to distinguish that voice. He makes it easy. He says, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. If you want to know whether somebody is a thief or a shepherd, you simply need to know or look at how they entered in. Did they come through the gate? Did they preach about Christ alone? Or did they climb over the wall and preach about me, myself, and I? Do they serve others at the expense of themselves, or do they serve themselves at the expense of others? It all starts and it all ends with our Good Shepherd. It all starts and it all ends with Jesus. The theme for today's service, as you saw on the front of your service folder, is when the sun rose to shepherd, the sun set on danger. And it can be awfully hard to see life that way, can it? There are thieves and robbers all around us, and they don't just offer spiritual dangers, spiritual obstacles for us to run to Jesus for. There's also physical danger as well, as we heard in the second reading today. So we see all these thieves and robbers, 
And it can be hard to see how we live a life free from danger. But because Jesus rose on Easter morning, we know that our eternity is never in danger. Because Jesus rose on Easter morning, we can say with David as we sung in the words of Psalm 23 today, that the Lord is my shepherd. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside quiet water. He restores our soul. Even though we walk in the darkest valley, God is with us. Even though thieves and robbers are all around, he prepares a table before us. Because Jesus rose on Easter morning, we know that we will live in the house of the Lord forever. There may be dangers on this earth that we have to be aware of. But because of Easter, we know that our eternity is never in danger. So are you an NPC? Or, are, or do you suffer with main character syndrome? Which one would you prefer? There's always going to be thieves and robbers trying to steal us away from salvation, trying to make it seem as if we play the main role in earning it for ourselves. But every time you see a thief or a robber, know exactly where to turn. Know exactly where to look. Do they come through the front gate? Do they preach about Christ, Christ alone? Or do they climb over a wall and preach about me, myself, and I? When it comes to our salvation, we can gladly say that we are non-players in it. We can gladly say that we are indeed sheeple. And we do exactly as you would expect sheep to do. We follow the voice of our Good Shepherd. We follow the voice of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>